Welcome to Sports Sushi. Your chefs for tonight are Sports Plug Russ, serving up the spiciest sports takes of the week. Sterling Furrow, rolling the X's and O's into an analytical maki platter. And finally, the moderator who always keeps the sake flowing, everybody's favorite house DJ, Slow Boogie. Grab those chopsticks and get ready, because your order of fresh and raw sports sushi is up. Yo, welcome everybody. On your motherfucking ass, they done unleash me, but go ahead. We got sounds, baby. <laughs> we got the sound. We got sounds, nigga. Now. We got sounds now, nigga. Hey, who in this bitch? Hit him with the rust. Hey, nigga. Hit him with it again, Russ. Nigga, ooh. Coming live hey. and direct to y'all motherfucking ass with the soundboard professional. Hey, what's your boy say? Charlie Sloth in the house. Yes. <laughs> hey, I like Charlie Sloth, though. I like that nigga, though. Hey, shit. Hey, man. We got Adele on the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm it. done. Let's go. All right. I love it. I love oh, it. Welcome to another episode of Sports Sushi, man. This is a Wednesday. Our second Wednesday, but we still here. We still going strong. We still here. I'm DJ Slow Boogie. I'll be your moderator for this evening. Got my two dogs with me, Sterling, who's in Buffalo, and my boy Sports Plug Russ, who is in Dallas. How y'all yeah, feeling, man? Bills Mafia. Let me say it for you one time. You gotta say that shit like three six. Shit, you hey, out there with your people? Hey, yo, I'm out here thick. I'm in a hotel room <laughs> and I'm experiencing all kinds of technical difficulties. So if I drop out or something goes crazy, I'm not d- ditching on the show, but bro, it's been, since I got here, it's been wild. I've managed to get all my luggage and all my shit in the room. And so I'm feeling good right now. I'm definitely going to be doing some hookers and blow tonight. So. Oh, oh God damn. Holy shit. Hey. Hey. We don't want to. We do not want to. I had to do it for dramatic effect, mate. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm chilling, though, man. Let's get talking about this sports, though, because you know what I'm mad about. I'm not mad about it. We knew it was going to happen. But let's start with college or whatever we got on the slate of things today. Shit. All right, before we get started, uh, Sports Sushi is presented by Gradwick. Our friends at Gradwick are building a team to break up the Hollywood establishment control over key access points. Gradwick is a artists and audience on studio system designed to provide creators ethical finance marketing and distribution on their terms join the grab discord today and tell us what you're creating yes let's get started here we're going to get into a quick weekend recap but boy nate diaz man let's just go ahead he might be hanging it up in the ufc i'm gonna say start off the show saying shout out to you man on a good career but i want to say this steph curry I-, I forgot to write this in there endorsement deal man lifetime one billion wow Wow, I think that deserves a flex bomb. That definitely deserves a flex bomb. <laughs> and if you got a goddamn uh, cha-ching uh, sound effect, that would go right along with this shit. He hit big, man. This deserving, man. Uh, shout out to you, Steph Curry, man. One of the greatest shooters of all time. And uh, definitely deserving of a big bag. I know my boy, uh, Jay Anderson, wherever you are out there in this universe, you're somewhere happy, man, for your guy. No, really happy. Yeah, really no, I, happy. I don't have a ch- I don't have a cha-ching sound yet. Damn, the one sound... <laughs> 
But it's okay. I'll have a ching sound for y'all motherfuckers. I might have it in 15 minutes, but let's rock. So let's jump straight into it. NCAA. It was a lot of big, big games this past weekend. Probably one of the biggest games is in Bama. We're getting straight Woo. into that one right now. If you haven't seen it or you've been living under a rock, living under a rock, or you've been smoking <laughs> a crack rock, but yeah. paying attention to college football, you'll know that, man, they took Bama to the wire. If you, depending on who you ask, you know, if you ask people from Alabama or you or the roll tide of a fan base, they would say that game happened how it's supposed to happen but if you ask it of the rest of the country they'll say that that the refs got it wrong uh, no, they got, uh, <laughs> the refs got involved in a big way yeah the refs got involved in a big way they said hey texas do you think you're gonna win this game nope no nigga no you're not get out of here because <laughs> nah, if, if the i've always said though in all seriousness i've always said and the people always like you hating on bama but i have always said bama holds bama gets away with holding they held so much in that game that the refs had to call it once or twice or three times, just one thing. But they held so much in that game. The guys, if you go back and watch, like literally they would say, Hutton, when the ball's in the air, you just see Alabama guys just tugging on jerseys. So I think it was a mixture of, one, it was an early game. Them early games sneak up on you. Two, the refs. I've not, and I've also said this because people say they don't play any defense in the Big 12. And I've said the refs call the game tighter in the Big 12 than they do in other conferences, mainly the SEC, because in the SEC, they let them hold. They let them grab a little bit longer. They let them play more, quote, unquote, physical. And I'm not trying to be either way. Shit, we're going to the SEC. That's cool. as an OU. But I'm just saying that's just how the game is called. And you could see that. They're called offsides. It seems like a lot more precise. And then the freedoms that Alabama is more, more most of the time accustomed to, they weren't. I think it just it was a perfect storm. But... Hey, you got to listen to it. You got to pay attention to the little things. Alabama held that lead. <laughs> they got the yeah. lead and held it. I know there was. Oh, yeah. That, but yeah, hey. yeah, no, no, I just slipped that in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Quinn Ewers, though, that was a dirty ass hit. Let's talk about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thur- a, he thank knew you, exactly Thurman. what he was doing. That was on purpose, man. I didn't like that. And I, I hate it. it. But I didn't oh, like go it. ahead. No, I just felt, man, I think if he would have stayed in the game, they would have won. I think that too, and I really think that I hate how the announcer immediately after they show the replay of the guy from Alabama grabbing Quinn Ewers and holding his arm and pile driving him into the turf, saying, "Oh no, he was just trying to make a play. He wasn't just trying to make a play." Alabama plays a dirty brand of fucking football, people. It's a dirty ass brand of football. They like we've already made the jokes about holding. You saw that they saw the player that was in the game that was literally going to make the difference in the game, and they went there and they took him out. Not off of some like just everybody playing hard and he got hit. They literally went out there and took him out. So that was some whole ass shit, Alabama. But they did get the dub, and Bryce Young was out there looking like a tall Colin Murray. I don't know about y'all, but that shit was fucking amazing. I loved every bit of that and i'm not an alabama fan at all but that's what i want to fucking see if you go to alabama and you're supposed to be the best i want to see that type of shit in the regular season you got tested early and he passed he ain't gonna win heisman again though but he passed that was really nice to see other than that queen ewers xavier worthy i'll even give her was it hud heard my bad am i getting the backup that came in and uh, played decent uh his name card or something i believe that's not now i feel bad because we over here chopping this man's name. You know what, man? He did pretty good. And he played, I think, one of my UT partners out of those UT guys. They're very fanatical about their, their school. That's yeah. an understatement. Yeah. That's a huge understatement. He was like, man, he was playing hurt. And I was like, I wasn't talking shit or anything. I was just like, I was telling him because he got defensive. I was just like, dude, you know, 
how I looked at it was it's, it's Hudson Card. Of, my bad, Hudson hey, Card. Yeah, Hudson Card. It's a lot of good things to take away if you're a Texas fan. I look at it, but it is. How would you look at it? Is it a? Is it Texas is on the upswing? They're taking steps in the right direction, or does it is Alabama struggling that bad, or are they looking human almost? As I heard someone put it. What do you? I would ask Sterling what he thinks because I'm biased. So it's shit. They lost. Fuck y'all. Y'all had a chance to fuck up everything. And we still could have beat y'all, but y'all pissed down y'all motherfucking leg. You know what I'm saying? Let the game, let opened up the game like your mama's legs and shit. Yeah, God damn, Texas, y'all fucked up everything. But at the same time, y'all lost. So Elmo in that meme, I'm just sitting up in the fire. Ah, burn, niggas, burn. So yeah, either way for me, I don't give a fuck about either of them teams. I don't don't think (laughs) Texas is back just yet, but I thought they took a huge step. And that's going to bowl well for them in recruiting and so forth. I think they're back when they start winning again because that's what Texas is a, is a winning program. Mm-hmm. But if anybody walks away and says that Texas isn't one of the top 15 teams in the nation, you're crazy because they're that good and they're actually building depth. So I think you're giving them a couple more recruiting cycles. And I think, and then coming to the SEC, they're going to be a force, man. No, I, we'll see. But I agree well, with the fact that they might be they'll well, be able well, no, to, to recruit no, a little Russell, bit better. They well, are going to be a force. They are how the recruiting works is he always always get the pick of Texas. You finds the gems of Texas somehow. Yeah, hey, man. They will. And, they will. Hey, get, Florida man. Florida man like OU too. I'm yeah, just letting yeah. that be known. Florida man like OU too. Yeah, hey, they will. They got the money. It's all about money now. So yeah, how much well, can you yeah. pay on the dotted line? And A and M and Texas, they got boatloads of money. So they're gonna. It's be all right. about. It's all about money and can you get me drafted? Like though, that's yeah. what it's. That's what it's really all about. Money and can yeah. you get me drafted? And they'll be able to do both those things. I think more so than. I, here's what. Okay, so this is without me trying to be such a dick towards Texas because y- y'all do suck. It's whatever. Like y'all niggas bums, but <laughs> wait, like, wait, on the football field, you sound like I do field. about Ohio state and all the rest of the, As we should. <laughs> but I will say this for the first time in a long time, Texas showed up to a game versus a opponent, not named Oklahoma and played very well as an Oklahoma fan. I'm used. That's the Texas that we see in October. Like they play like that versus Oklahoma every year, win, lose or draw. That's how they play against Oklahoma. So it was, Pretty interesting to see them play like that versus another team, which means they're able to show up another game. So it was a step in the right direction. Are they back yet? No, they fucking lost. So no, they're not back, but they did show up for games. But I think we'll know more about this team when they play for teams that they don't get as hyped for. We all like, we're come on, Boogie. We're from Texas, bro. So like, we know how hyped they were to play yeah. them. So they were playing some, they were out of their mind. I'm not saying that they're not that good. I'm just saying they were literally like on 10. So I want to see what Texas does on a regular Saturday versus West Virginia. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what Texas does when they play Baylor. I want to see what Texas does, you know what I'm saying, in those types of environments and in those types of games when it's not the main game. Everybody in America's watching and you for show you on the main stage and it's an opponent you're not supposed to beat, so you live about trying to be David beating Goliath. But it was a great game, though. It was a great game. And I was glad to see Bryce Young forced to provide us that level of quarterbacking and entertainment. That shit was fucking amazing, to be honest. He did his thing. Yeah, so it was a high-level football, man. To me, a great game. The highlight of that weekend, sports football, not football-wise, but college football-wise, that was, to me, that was like one of the... One of the there's, more, there's, like, no, don't get me wrong. There, there's some more exciting ones. We're going to get into... Let's go ahead to the next one. One of the biggest upsets of the weekend, Texas ATM... <laughs> As one of my, my UT partners refers to them as, but the Texas A&M Aggies get upset by Appalachian State. Now, Appalachian State almost got bro. 
How can you say bro, that last? So I, Appalachian State, they they almost upset it. UNC. So Sterling, so wait, Boogie, we don't even need to speak Sterling. As someone with experience in this, yeah, I'm losing to fucking Appy State. Yeah, yeah. How, how would you? How do you? What do you think is going to happen? Next? Them niggas feel like a wet blanket, bro. Somebody oh, just goddamn, a wet fucking blanket, dude. And, and they were talking all that shit. Bro. I'm just happy. I'm just happy that Michigan is absolved. We ain't gotta talk about Michigan. He said we're not the only ones. Come stand in this corner with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all come over here and take that L. Cause I was, I was laughing my ass off, bro. Bro, ain't nobody gonna play App State no more non-conference. Ain't nobody gonna do it. Then 1.5 million dollars. To go yeah. out there and get ran by some other <laughs> fucking hornswoggle. They went out there to get ran by some niggas that got 64 put on in the week before. Oh my god. I mean, Bro, the Aggies did all that to lose. It painful. Y'all lost to Appalachian State. Y'all have had the number one recruiting class for the past like two or three years. Y'all had Nick Saban pleading to the people that I need more money from the boosters because these niggas got so much cash. And then y'all went out there and laid the biggest egg. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad. It's a bad. It's a bad look, man, especially whenever you got Texas creeping up, essentially breathing down your neck and coming into the conference. And you know how they are whenever it gets to recruiting time. A&M gets little brother throughout that. Bro, that, that shit is about to continue. Yeah. So, that shit um, is about to continue because they had a lot of recruits in that bitch just sitting there. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. Nah, you got to deal with that, bro. This shit is crazy. Like, I, like y'all don't understand. Like, I'm not going to say y'all don't understand, but those that are out there listen, that listening that pay attention to recruiting, you have these the, the level of players that Texas A&M has on the, their third team should be able to beat Appalachian State in a close game. Like, they should have won that game by at least three, four touchdowns. And uh, I, 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 this, this that just, it just, now they have to beat Alabama, but they probably not. You know what I'm saying? Like it just ruined so much. It just ruined so much. They, I think they were looking over their shoulder for sure. I yeah. think they were looking over their shoulder. They yeah. saw Bama lose, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit, we got it!" And it came and bit them in the ass in the worst way. They definitely was looking ahead. They seen, like you said, they seen how human. I guess you could say that Alabama was looking against Texas, and they probably looked ahead across Appalachian State, but they probably wasn't looking back enough. Whenever they should have been looking at UNC. In that fourth quarter last week, whenever they put up, what was it, like 40-something points in the fourth? Mm-hmm. So it, that just lets you know right there that it's a dangerous team, man, regardless of what level of football they're playing in. But, I know right? I was going to say, and one of the worst things is, was it that Devon and Chain, I'm sorry if I said his name wrong, but the super fast running back that they have is that was ridiculously speed. They had all the best players, bro. Like, it, like Jimbo should be ashamed. Shame. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big L. It was a big L for Alabama, uh, not Alabama, uh, A&M, so. You, gotta you know what makes one. it worse? Before you put a cap on it, you know what makes it even worse? On a day where you should be celebrating beating Appalachian State by, like, 40 and Texas losing to Alabama, which you believe you can go beat, and every bit of, every bit of paper says you should go beat them, you lost to Appalachian State, and Texas can still look at you after losing the game and say, y'all niggas trash. <laughs> They can't. And them fans, y'all know how that feel. Yeah. Deep in your soul. Texas is still <laughs> better than you. <laughs> All right, man. So let's move it on to our next upset. It's been an upset train of that weekend. I want to say, yeah, we are Marshall. Boy. <laughs> Boy. 
Notre Dame <laughs> falls to Marshall. No Matthew McConaughey needed. No Randy Moss. No Randy no, Moss. No Brimer left, which hurt getting carried down the field. No Chad Pennington coming yeah. in to back him up later. None there was that. none of that. Just the mean motherfucking green. The herd, bitch. Yeah. You heard? Hey, yo, I don't know if you watched some of that game, but nah, they was out there competing. They knocked Notre Dame's quarterback out. Come on, bro. And I don't even, I don't know how much Marshall got paid. But shit, if Notre Dame, shit, if Appalachian State got 1.5 to go out there and kick, kick Texas a and ass, then you can only imagine how much money Marshall got to go out there and whoop their ass. Mr. Freeman, you better <laughs> hold on tight. I tell you. <laughs> and yeah. did you go, you, what was, I did you go, what was that dude's name? Tyron Willingham. Go look him up. Oh, yeah. Go look him oh. up. <laughs> yeah, duh, I want to say uh, Tyrone Willingham, boy, it's definitely, it's definitely a, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it because I didn't think that it was going to happen, to be honest. I was just like, it's college football, but you don't know. It was one of those that, of course, like, I'm not going to lie, I'm not big like in Notre Dame, but once I saw what was going on, I peeped in, peeped out. Then I watched the full highlight clip to see, like, the recap and just to dive in to see how did this happen. And from the looks of it and the sounds of it, and from what I seen, nah, Marshall went in there and was like, nah, we the better team. And went in there and beat them. So I don't know. But I think Notre Dame is one of those teams that when you look at the team on paper, you're like, all right. But it's not really a team that they had a good defense, but it's not a team that like really scares you like that. They just played Ohio State so well that this game is still an upset of mass proportion. They shouldn't have got beat. They should have beat them. But it's just maybe we're, we we thought they were there a little bit better than they are. Because really, when you look at them, like, quarterback, eh, they got a tight end that's badass. Like, their tight end is awesome. Running game, so got a good defense. It's not a team that jumps off the paper. That Like, if you was playing NCAA football, you wouldn't pick them. If it fell on them on random and you had to use them, you deal with it. But you ain't finna just pick them on a game. Like, you're not, like, so, I don't know. It was one of those that they shouldn't have lost. It's funny. But Notre Dame, they, yeah. Yeah, Notre uh, Dame. And uh, they're supposed to be moving where to the, the Big Ten? Ten or where is it? Uh, the Big Ten. So, um. Sorry, I had I mean, to take a sip of my Tillamore Dew. We back at it. But nah. Tillamore Dew. Tillamore Dew. You got to say it like that if you mean it. But nah, they're going to the Big Ten. I mean, they'll probably compete out there, but it's just. I don't know. It was like something about that was as surprising as it was still. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the games that, that I, I'm pretty sure most people were like, uh, yeah. Should have won, no doubt. Yeah. There's no, oh man, it was whatever. They should have won. It just didn't happen the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah. But, but it, yeah, it's just one of them. It's college football, bro. That's how it rolls sometimes. Oh, that's why you play the game on Saturday. But there's one game that we didn't have up on the, I don't think you put up there, but I wanted to say if people didn't catch it, you should have caught a little bit of it. Arkansas got a squad, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Arkansas got a team. They's out there running, passing, d- doing whatever they want to South Carolina. To, what was his name? Spencer Rattler was out there. But KJ Jefferson, nah, KJ, KJ Jefferson looks like a fucking guy out there, dog. Like, he looks like a fucking dude. Like, he looks like a guy that can play some motherfucking football and is going to lead this team. So, that was just a surprise from the weekend that I just looked at. There's some sad things that happened to me with the Kentucky game, yeah. but we'll talk about that. But no, nah, yeah. as far as just like things that were, I didn't really expect Arkansas to jump out there on South Carolina like that. And they did. And KJ Jefferson looked fucking amazing. Watch yeah. some football if you get a chance. Peace. Yeah, Kentucky came in and handled business in the swamp where we most of us thought that. was that, fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, honestly. I, that one was the one that caught me by surprise as well. And, I, I, and 
Oh, I was gonna say, shout out to Kentucky though. When I say that was some bullshit, nah, Kentucky, y'all won the game. Y'all did what y'all supposed to do. On Florida side, I'm just like, oh, some bullshit. Yeah. AR looked like he couldn't throw the ball. I'm just gonna yeah, be honest. Man. Yeah, they said that he looked very bad. Cause again, I wasn't paying attention to that game because I was like, maybe it's just my historically in the SEC, Kentucky hasn't never really been a, a issue. I just overlooked it. It's just like Florida will go and handle business. Well, they you got know, the, the quarterback that likes to put mayonnaise mm, in his coffee. Oh, God. <laughs> Will, Le- Will Le- was it Will Levin? Yeah. yeah no, nah, nah, like, the game was a good game. They balled. But it was just, like, when I watched it, I was like, these are hard. I thought you was going to pass a little bit better than that. But he was pretty bad, and it cost his team the game. He couldn't really move the ball down the field through the air like they wanted to. But learning experience. And but shout out to Kentucky. Nah, ranked number nine for a reason. They was out there balling. So, and yeah. it was Stoops. So, hey. Yeah. Way to hoop, man. <laughs> Way to hoop. All right. <laughs> no matter what you do, yeah. you hooping. All right. They did so, it, oh, but they did do it in the swamp too. So that's very yeah. impressive. Yeah, so and then that that's what that's where I gave it a them the edge, because you know, historically, man, you play in the swamp is a very hard place to play. Yeah, all right. Very, then, very much. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we got a uh, Baylor dropping to BYU, another one that we picked wrong. Man, yeah. they lost <laughs> yeah. to some niggas that went home and drank soda and watched movies. Yeah. Niggas didn't even go home. Never mind. Y'all probably, probably listen to the last week's show. Y'all know the joke yeah. I made about BYU. You can't lose it to them. They went home and ate some popcorn, had some nachos, probably played some games. Probably, like, yeah. Look, you got to think about it, man. They couldn't do know. nothing else after a victory. Hey, they man, had to know. go home, play the we, Xbox, the PS5. Man, Baylor, you let Nas down, bro. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? You let, bro, you let RG3 down. You know what I'm like, saying? Come on, man. Baylor always going to Baylor, bro. Whenever you live a, a very uh, strict lifestyle, they do at BYU. You'll get pent up with frustrations and stuff like that. And, hey, man, sometimes it translates well to the football field. Who knows? Maybe they just had one of those moments to where they were like, "This God damn it, I need some TLC, and I can't get oh, it. Oh, man. I was about to just take this shit out on the field. Hey, man, they hit a little harder, okay? They run a little faster. They jump a little higher. You never know. Hey, I'm just saying, you got to think about it. You never know. You got to think about <laughs> it. Whenever, I mean, think about it. Whenever boxers and, and fighters train, they tell them what? You know, you're not supposed to have sex throughout your training period. Maybe they're onto something. Maybe they're onto <laughs> something. Who knows, Russ? You need to go ahead and get a goddamn. Hey, going, man, going I just, no, I think <laughs> all jokes aside, because I have many. Nah, man, it's just a, it's just a problem for Baylor, bro. Their, their team, Their team should not have lost that game. I'm not saying BYU's not a good team, but nah, man. Baylor kind of laid an egg, in my opinion, in that game. But good game, BYU. Go home and jack off and play PlayStation. What the fuck y'all do? <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we're moving along, man. If you haven't heard, this is probably one of the quickest firings I've, I've, I've seen that happened in the season. Of week two, Mike Frost got fired for the University of Nebraska. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, nah, that shit was going to happen regardless because they're yeah. trash. Yeah. they trash. And, you, and when the team's that bad, you know what you got to do, Boogie? Got to start all over, man. Yep. You got to blow, blow that shit up. You got to blow it up. And you know what? But I know Scott Frost probably looked them dead in the eyes and said, you going to get rid of me? Man, I recruited the coldest nigga ever do it. Yeah, I got the coldest recruit to ever do it, ever to come here. And y'all going to get rid of me? But I, no, I think that is necessary. But I don't know. If we're talking about really what can Nebraska do to fix this, they're going to have to find someone. I'm just going to say it, bro. People, 
I'm sorry. You can cancel me. You can do say whatever you want. Nebraska, go take a blank check. Uh, and then you're going to put a name on it. Two words, one name. Urban Meyer. Slide that check over to Urban Meyer and say, hey, you leave Fox. You can come coach us. Because I believe Urban Meyer is the only guy that can go to Nebraska and win at this point in time. Because you're going to need a guy that's going to be able to find talent in all parts of the United States of America. You're going to need a guy that does not give a fuck about who comes to place for him. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm talking about strictly Nebraska. If you want to win, then you will have to put Urban Meyer in and let him get some niggas from over there and let them come in and spin. Because he's going to be able to recruit from all over the place. And I don't see another person that's going to want to. Another reason why you go after Urban Meyer, nobody else want him. Shit. Call him. See what we want to do. This is what I'll do. I will go. I'm being dead serious, by the way. I'm being totally, that's not even a fucking joke. Like Nebraska is dead in the fucking water. But go ahead, Boogie. This is what I'll do. I will go like everybody does. I'll go to the fucking, the the badlands of Alabama, Tuscaloosa. And I will go and I will retrieve Bill O'Brien. Do you think, I know you're thinking of Penn State. I'm thinking of the Penn State. And also his time here in Houston. And I think Bill O'Brien is a, Great offensive, like an offensive coordinator. About great. His I, offense I said, looked pretty vanilla against okay, uh, against I, Texas. Okay, so yes, with that, I'm just and on top of that, and I'm not just body, trying to get at you, but on top of that, you being Alabama to go and make Alabama's offense look vanilla, you got to try really fucking hard, bro. Like that shit's got to be the most difficult thing ever in life to do. That's like getting a Ferrari and not being able to go fast. I say this, like, like this. I, out of his whole body of work, you know what I seen him do. He's not a bad, bad offensive coordinator. Like he's okay. I'll say this: I maybe I, I upsold it on the great, but he's pretty. Yes, good. you use yeah. great, you use yeah. great, and I'm like, I, oh, I no, might no. upsold it on the great. <laughs> he's a good offensive coordinator, and he's a capable head coach, is what I'll say. Now he's very flawed in, in a lot of things. Whenever he was during his time in the, the Houston, Texas, well, from what I remember, like no. clock management was notoriously bad. He no, was. You keep that. You like things that you say, just like did this nigga just call him great? But now <laughs> I, I see where you're going though. But we both pick guys that are pretty much desperate and have no other else to go. But and that's what I'm saying though. You got to pick a guy that's desperate and have no else to go, and he'll come to that school. But once he comes there, Nebraska is one of those schools that once people start coming, they'll keep coming. But they, you're not going to get him to come. Well, you got to get a certified, like, superstar. Like, only guy I would not say is don't get Art Browse. Don't hire yeah, Art Browse. I think Art Browse is, is the one guy that everybody's going to stay away from. No, some people don't. Hold on. No, uh, Gramb- Grambling, Grambling yeah. tried to hire him, but yeah. they fired him. Uh, they they could, fired him. Open your eyes. Yeah. yeah. Grambling tried to hire him, but they fired him. So I, I still stand by that he's he's college football toxic toxicness. So no no one wants to touch him. So I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think nobody would hire him. Definitely in the states, he might have to go coach somewhere in like Canada or. Yeah, he got to go. He got to do do some else. But the point is, if you are Nebraska, you're going to have to go get a really good coach that has no other options. Yeah, because Nebraska is not attractive right now. It you can try to make it attractive because it's Nebraska, but really Nebraska ain't really been nothing to smile at. And how long? But they've had good players since Sadamik and Sue. But even when he was there, it wasn't like it was like they just have this really exceptional player. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So 
It's it, I, yeah, it, they're gonna have to go get them a super coach that's probably been defamed or is sitting back like I can't do nothing else. Um, it's a story. Yeah, they're gonna have to get a guy that like certified like players are gonna go wherever he goes, no matter what, no matter where he goes. Players are gonna go. Uh, they need a guy like that. We'll see. Uh, good luck to you. I hope Oklahoma whoops that motherfucking ass all up and down the field this Saturday. All right. Two coaches that will definitely be out of the Nebraska coaching search or who knows, maybe. Deion Sanders and Eddie George, uh, the head coach for uh, Tennessee State at Jacksonville State, met up in the Southern Heritage Classic, the Southern Heritage Bowl Classic this past weekend. I did not get a chance to see this, but I did want to talk about it. HBCUs are on the on the rise, man. No, yeah, true. These You're two right. prominent, these two prominent, these guys that have one Hall of Famer and Eddie George, maybe who knows, might be now a college of football coaches at HBCUs. I hate that I missed this game. This I, was, saw, I saw some of it. Yeah, this was one that I wanted to see. I keep forgetting that they're they're showing the HBCU, they're airing the HBCU games on CBS, and, and I keep fucking forgetting. And I always stumble upon them, like whether it's like either in the middle of it or towards the end. I just got to remember. That's how it is. That's how it is. But you, if you think about it, like the HBCUs need to approach this kind of like here in the MAC conference right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I saw the game, I will say it looked really official. It was good. They had both teams. Like, looked good out there as far as, like, the presentation. Football, it, it is what it is. It looked like two schools. look like two, like, they're not the top of the top, but they're not the bottom of the bottom. look like two college teams playing. To Deion's team, hold on to the ball. You got to hold on to the ball. One more time, hold on to the ball. Because <laughs> they was fumbling a lot out there, and I think it was, like, three or four fumbles. But it was something that, like, yeah, you once you turn it on, you'd watch it. I didn't really have an issue with it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man, this is something they're just trying to throw in our face like the WNBA. It was something that was, like, enjoyable to watch. <laughs> oh, goddamn, man. You just don't let them make it do you. So, all right. Burning your soul. All right, man. Jacksonville State came out on top of that meeting. Did Deion is cooking, man, and he is cooking well. But I'm, I'm, I got to go ahead and make more, better effort on, on myself to uh, to catch these uh, these games and do my part to support. Because that's one of the things I did say whenever I seen the news that they were going to be airing. I said, oh, I had to catch a lot yeah, more of these games. It's all so, about, channel, you know what I'm saying, finding. It's college football. Everybody's clicking through a million games at once. But it, I will say this, for those that didn't get a chance to see it, it is worth watching. It's not bad football at all. It's not bad football at all. All right, keeping on the theme of good football, week three for college football is upon us. What games are you looking most forward to? And give me your upset prediction. Of course, the game I'm looking for off the bat is going to be Oklahoma versus Nebraska. Shit, we're going to go out there and whoop that ass. Like, that's just what else would I have to say? Like, I am an Oklahoma fan, so first on the docket, at cool 11 a.m., I'm going to turn on the tube and I'm going to watch Oklahoma go out there and put their foot in, in, in Nebraska's ass. Give them some real emotional damage, damn it. Now, I'll say, because I'm looking at the schedule, like, Auburn-Penn State's always interesting because Penn State could go out there and blow it, even though Auburn's not ranked. It's just one of those shit. Auburn more than likely has the better athletes and it's going to be better in the trenches no matter if their team's not as good. So watch out for that. But Penn State should win. You can watch 
I would watch for BYU to upset or not or Oregon to versus BYU because they could upset BYU because they have the talent. It's just that they were, you know, what I'm saying in that sticky situation against Georgia in the beginning of the season, so it could make them look bad. But uh, other than that, dude, the upset. Are you going to ask me one that I think that's going to happen or one that I won't? Because you know the one that I won't. I know the one that you want. Oh, that's you know the one, the one that I won't. That's the one you that I want. The one too. that I won't. That's one I hey, want to hold up. Yeah, we want to see the motherfucking UTSA Roadrunners <laughs> go out there and Me. make Texas feel it in their motherfucking bones. Give them one time in the gut. Give them one time in the chest. Give them one time in the fucking sternum. I don't. Oh wait, and two times in the motherfucking dome and for the. And then one more in the dome. We want you to kill them because if UTSA beats Texas, we forever the dopest. Oh, yeah, we forever the dopest. We live on top. This shit would be like when the Houston, Texas beat the Cowboys the first time they played forever and forever in your life. You will always have to feel it in your bones and you will be able to hear from the Austin, the cursing and the horrifying just, oh, like, I want it bad. But I don't know if it's going to happen. But I want it bad. But I yeah. do. I would love to see that. But that's but I looked at it and I expected it to be a close game. I do expect you to I do this is how I'm expecting from a UT squad. I'm expecting them to come out there feeling good about themselves. Hey man, we hung with Alabama, ba 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 ba. And they get blindsided. UTSA, man, they've been playing very scrappy, man, these past <laughs> weeks. In the yeah. words of the great Kodak Black. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. They've been playing very scrappy, man. I'm going to have to add that one to the repertoire. Yeah, one of the games that I am looking forward to watching is the University of Miami playing a Texas A&M. Oh, no, that's going to be live. My yeah. bad. We're going to have to, yeah, get him yeah. some horns. Yeah, that's the one that I'm, I'm looking for. It's going to be the game of the weekend. Yeah. Dale! Yeah. Dale! He off work. He can hear us. But, uh, Dale! But, yeah, man. <laughs> well, it's that damn. It's the game of the week, and you in front row. Now, I th- now you know what? I think it's going to be a real good game, but this is going to be a game to really get to test one, Texas A&M's ability to bounce back, and number two, it's going to be able to let us see is Miami with Cristobal moving in the race. It's like, a, honestly, this is a Texas versus Alabama type game on a much lower level because Alabama's been down and out. Alabama, but my, my bad. Alabama's not been down and out. Let me go ahead and tell you my bad. I scratched the record with that one. Let me rewind myself one time. Now, Alabama, or Texas A&M, has been overall better recruiter, everything. Like, Texas A&M should go out here and blast the fuck out of Miami. The only reason they're rated lower is because they lost to Appalachian State. So, they're facing a mad Texas A&M team, and if Alabama is able to take their 13-ranking record, ah, their 13-ranked record, ah, their third overall 13 ranking, sorry, into that stadium and win a game. It's going to be pretty impressive. It's going to skyrocket them up going forward. It's going to let you know a little bit of something about that coach, too, if they do that this early. For Texas A&M, you need this. Oh, yeah. Oh, you need this. Yeah. You need this so bad. You need this like a motherfucking heroin addict trying to get high in a castle attic. I'm trying to tell you. You need it yeah. bad. You need yeah, that lifeline. shit bad. It is your lifeline. Your life is on the line. I, if you don't get this, is you, you can. I'm not going to say you can kiss your your foothold in the SEC goodbye, but uh, yeah, you can kiss your foothold in the SEC goodbye. Y'all Hope lose this. Me. Y'all lose this next week. I'm gonna hit that emotional damage button again. Yeah, yeah A&M man, they're going to go ahead and it's going <laughs> it's going to be an uphill battle of whenever Texas comes. I know they don't. They're not supposed to come until what is it? 2000 and uh, 
2025. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be. I, I watch Texas, Texas and Oklahoma gonna pull some shit and get there in 24. Yeah, yeah. they gonna that's, pull some shit to get there by yeah. 24. Yeah, they gonna that's get all funny. these. They gonna get all these recruits and have all. Now nah, they gonna get there by 24. Yeah. I think they already been trying to get in there early. So yeah, it, it's it's a safe bet to say that they are gonna. Going to, going to push their way in there early. But definitely A&M and Miami is a definitely a, a game I want to watch. Like you said, to see Mario Cristobal's guys a real test and to see how A&M bounces back from adversity. Usually that's, that was the term my coach used to tell me. So I want to see how you handle adversity. Man, fuck that shit, Oh, man. yeah. But, uh, we need to see. We, now, nah, we do need to see how they handle adversity. But, uh, Texas A&M, yeah. y'all between hey, what we call a rock and rock a hard, and a hard place. place. Yeah, y'all got a lot of adversity coming up. Sound the... Sound the alarm. <laughs> this is if I can break the glass, goddammit, because it's going down. But that's what, but for us, those who are not named Dale and Aggie fans around the United States of America, mainly in Texas, this is going to be an amazing game because both teams are really going to want to come out here and get a dub. Yeah. So against it, one another. Against one another. Yeah, it's going to be a good game to watch. Definitely a game to watch. But I just want to move on to our subject of the night. Me and my, me and one of my buddies, shout out to my, my, uh, my partner, Alex, for uh, this or this topic. One day, oh, me and Shout out, Alex. Yeah, so one day me and him got into a uh, kind of a debate about what constitutes a franchise quarterback. Really, it was about franchise players, but he was rolled into the quarterback uh, position. And my my stance on it was, if you obviously, I think he was the kind of the traditional talented generational player. You build your team around, boom, and things like that. And that to me was a franchise, the person that you build your franchise around. That to me, that's the. And he went a different route and was just saying that he felt like it was more of what the franchise dictated. Because if the franchise, let's just say, for example, and the example that he used was uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Matt Hasselbeck, he's been in been in that spot for about what I think it was like nine years or something like that. And he, his stats is nothing to write home about, but he won. Yeah, he won. They they went to the Super Bowl, and he said that is he not considered a franchise player? I felt, and me, I had to stand back and think about it. And in that particular situation, mine was my answer was no because I felt earlier on it was Sean Alexander was the focal point mm-hmm. of that offense. But when you step back from that, which calling you look like you look at the Chad Penningtons that that had their ten years and other guys that stayed in these positions for six seven years close to about 10 years and they never lost their spot mark bolger is another one that i think about what part of it is the talent and what part of it is that you're just doing your job so i think this question is a matter of preference because the main point in all of this is that you want to win you know what i'm saying so that's the bottom line you want to have the winner but if we i'll take you back let's rewind real quick Let's go back to the early 90s, about around 92, 94, or 92, 93, 95. There's a team. We'll talk about them a little bit later. The name is Dallas Cowboys. They were on top of the world at this time. Their quarterback was not just this greatest dude that could throw it 90 yards down the field. Trayton was awesome because Trayton was consistent. He didn't fuck up. You know what I'm saying? But he had a running back, the running back with the most yards ever. People, if you ask people, Get strike from the franchise quarterback. That's a hell yeah. The difference is he won. If you're going to be a Matt Hasselback, then you need to get to the Super Bowl or consistently be in the NFC Championship, consistently make it so 
the team isn't losing because of you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're able to hit all your marks. You're able to do all, you may not be able to make all the throws, but that's not why your team is losing. You know what I'm saying? So I think two things can be right at the same time. It's a matter of preference because some guys want Patrick Mahomes and some guys will want a Troy Aikman. You know what I'm saying? And me, like, I think what you said earlier, it depends on what the team does. Like, you, if you draft a Troy Aikman, don't put a team like, you know, that a damn Reno team type around them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't put them in that situation. But I think both things can be same, true at the same time. It's, it's totally a matter of preference. You know what I'm saying? Because we can all sit here and agree that a guy I just named, we can agree that Dan Marino probably was, not probably, he could throw the ball like arm talent was better than Trakeman. But who won all them games? Yeah, we had the better team, but both of them are franchise QBs. One of them got the rings. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's all about if you don't have that superior talent, and it's about, like, the superior talent gets you paid a little bit more. Because if I'm not mistaken, like, all the guys that we look at that we say are franchise QBs, they got the big bag. Like these other guys, they don't have it. So that's why I brought up a guy like Troy, because in today's market, Troy would get the big bag, but would he get one as big as a guy like Brett Favre? No. You know what I'm saying? No. But both are franchise QBs. It's just a preference of what you want. And like you said, it's also like, what's the team going to do around you? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think it's hearing what you're saying is more towards what the franchise is set up for. And their philosophy, yeah, like you said, preference. I think what my buddy was saying, it made a lot of sense. But you want you know, to know a great? I, you, I'm sorry, but you want to know a great example of this? What's that? It's the Dallas Cowboys. Now the Dallas Cowboys have a quarterback that, if you were to put, he's a franchise quarterback. Yes, he is, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. Like he's not Aaron Rodgers. You can see Aaron Rodgers is struggling with his receiving core. So. You can't get a guy, like, it's not just a blanket statement. Franchise quarterback means you should be able to do this way. Franchise quarterback means can you win games? If we put everything around you like it should be, can you win games? Now, you get that extra, like Patty Mahomes, I'm sorry, like Patrick Mahomes, sorry, Mama Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson's trying to get or or I don't know, just who else just got paid? He he doesn't have a lesser of a team. Or, or Herbert Herbert's gonna try to demand because shit, his receivers always hurt. But can you get the extra money when you can lift players up? But the baseline of a franchise quarterback is every week when we go out there with him, can we be confident that we can get a win? And the answer is yes. Like now, when you get into all the and this and I'm talking about guys that we know, like we know Jimmy G. Now is Jimmy G a franchise QB? No. Why? Because we know he cannot make the throws. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it in regular season games. Like, we've seen it in playoffs. Like, we've seen, like, when it comes down to it, he can't make certain throws or he can't do certain things where he can will the team to victory. Now, you can will your team to victory. Like, Dak did it in the, in the Seattle game in the playoffs a couple of years ago. He did it. You know what I'm saying? So you can do it and not be like the best overall quarterback, but that's the baseline is like, can I go out there with you and feel like I can win if the team around you is comfortable? And that last part is very fucking important because Jerry Jones doesn't understand that. And quite frankly, a lot of other people and a lot of other NFL teams and gyms don't fucking understand that concept. You can, this is not fucking basketball. You cannot go out there and put a guy out there alone. Hell, fuck. LeBron James couldn't get that shit done alone. Fuck. LeBron, Michael Jordan couldn't get that shit done alone. So, like, the audacity that these people have of these owners to think that you can go out here and not just Jerry. The motherfuckers in, in Green Bay. Like, you, you cannot put a guy out there 
without a team around him and expect him to make fucking lemonade out of piss. It's not going to fucking happen. Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison. Tom Brady had Gronk. Even at his worst, he had fucking Gronk. You know what I'm saying? And Julian Edelman. You know what I'm talking about? So like, you can't go out there. And I was saying this to one of my homeboys. Like, you got to have guys that know how to get open in NFL at least. You know what I'm saying? So your quarterback can work with it. So like the things that happen to guys like Aaron Rodgers and the thing that's happening to Dak right now and some other quarterbacks around the league that just don't have a lot to work with. Like, what do you expect? to Ryan Tannehill to an extent. What do you expect them to do? So this whole topic, I think like, when we start talking about what a quarterback could do for his team, I think we really need to look at, like, the in the past, look at all the best quarterbacks. Let's, we could do it right now. Go name a quarterback in the history of the NFL that was able to go. Since Because I know what we're getting at. Should you be the greatest of all time to be called franchise and be that shit? Or should you just be able to win games? It's winning fucking games because you can't go out there with nobody and get that shit done. The greatest of all time can go out there with shit and won't shit happen. That's just how that shit's going to go. Like, this whole thing just is, like, weird to me because we can go over it and it boils down to that dude did it with nobody. But then we look back and we say the best quarterback ever that won seven Super Bowls had the greatest tight end ever. We got the other quarterback that's right beneath him and Peyton Manning. This dude had Marvin Harrison, who was the one guy that was consistently with him all this time. You know what I'm saying? So it's just... I mean, but we we also did see Peyton greatness in Denver. We got to see him chop it up like that. But I'm just saying... And But he wasn't alone. There were some ballers out there, too. But, like, you just can't go out there with shit and be like, yo, we need a franchise QB that's going to fucking carry us through the desert. Because guess what? They're not going to carry you through the desert. You're going to fucking die because one man cannot carry 21 other guys, or I'm sorry, 54 other guys through the fucking desert. It just doesn't work like that. Like, I hate to see what's happening to both him, Aaron Rodgers, and fucking Dak. That shit should never happen. Your GM should have more fucking love for you than to put you out there with a bunch of bullshit. Matt Stafford went to fucking L.A. for one year. But you know what he had? Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup, yeah. nigga. Like, yeah, he won no. a Super Bowl. Like, as I'm on this rant, there's a lot of common sense that people don't fucking follow. Like, not, I'm not just to like, disrespect Alvin Johnson, but he just had a, a more confident coach. No, nah, but Detroit, no, nah, but Detroit had, like, Detroit got, I'm not going to lie, Detroit got hold. They made the playoffs, though. Like, they got hold against Dallas. They should have beat Dallas in that game, but because the rest made one horrible call, then they backdoor with another horrible call, but they failed to realize that they made the other horrible call without giving Detroit time to, to rebound from it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, just NFL's got a lot of common sense that is not followed. Like, you motherfuckers do a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> One's right. good. All right, so staying with the theme of the NFL, last Thursday, the defending of Super Bowl champions of the Los Angeles Rams took the field against the Buffalo Bills, and one team left looking at the Super Bowl champions, and the other team left looking like they didn't even, like they got, they had the Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, I'm about to say, they look like they just got, they look like they yeah. just got done popping the bottle, and they yeah. woke up the next morning and was like, oh, we got to play the Bills? Yeah. Yes, my nigga. Yeah, it looked the like Bills. they did. And they woke up to a... Yeah, <laughs> and it was all Oopies. over the place. Now, oh my god, that was a very. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the Rams. I will say, Jalen Ramsey is Davis until he does better. You Shout know, that thirty. That was Jalen Ramsey is Davis. You're Davis. He's Davis. Yeah. That until was. I said yeah. that shit like last week. I said that nigga Davis until he show us otherwise. And that was the sub which probably because I people had him build to come into the season as the number one corner. <laughs> and then he went out there and got boiled. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that in the past six games, I've seen the stat that it was like in the past six games for 
the past four, something of that sort, there was like Jalen gave up a lot of big plays, like oh, deep yeah. plays. And you got to start looking at it like, man, your L.A. pass might be revoked. Your lockdown quarter status might be revoked, dog. Is no, no, it, it is, no, it is. Not might be. Yeah. It is. It's on, it's on probation right now. We yeah. sent that nigga a letter in the mail and said, yo, Jalen, yeah, I'm going to need at least two interceptions or at least like four pass breakups or a game with no targets, you know what I'm saying, for you to get this back. Because right now you can't come in the club. Yeah. No, we saw you got – we saw you get muffed and mossed in the Super Bowl. And then last week, we caught you out there. We caught you out there lacking. Oh, my bad. I got live one time. My bad. We caught you out there lacking on a on a coverage, and you got destroyed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, y'all know I got that party shit for later. That's not for this yeah. show. That was that's I, my bad. I didn't even bring that out. But just yeah. know I got that on tuck. Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey, I, I couldn't help but to think in the back of my mind that Josh Allen was taking revenge for those comments that he made. He was. In he was. Year. Yeah. I couldn't help but to think that, and and Josh had to take a couple shots at him. Jalen Ramsey, man, <laughs> when Jalen Ramsey saw that ball going over his head, and that nigga looked up and saw, he looked up and saw uh, Stephon Diggs pass him. He looked over his head, and that nigga was like, no! <laughs> and he said, "Why are you doing this to me? Because you were talking shit last year, and you knew what was gonna happen." If y'all don't know, I'm a Stephon Diggs fan for real. You know what I'm talking about? I rise with the kid. You could see this was about to happen at the very beginning of the game when you saw the first pass that Diggs caught. Jalen reached in there, started, which I love the fact, Jalen, I like you too, but you just lost this one, so you got to hold that L, and I get to talk that shit for the other guy on this one. So he looked at him like, Stephon Diggs looked at him like, you really going to do this? And as the game went on, we realized like Jalen's not moving, and you know what happens when corners and wide receivers bicker. That becomes the come over here. Why don't you move? Come over here. Why don't you move? Come over here. Why don't you? Well, he did move, and his quarterback can throw seventy yards in the flick of the wrist while rolling out. And can we talk about the fact that Josh Allen is fucking Cam Newton with an arm? Yeah. Accuracy that can yeah, throw. Was, this shit is fucking nuts. He was the little kid in the commercial. He's like coming in the field. Whoa, he was. Oh shit, but he was. Y'all, the little kid grew up and that motherfucker is nice. Yeah. Nah, bro, like on the cool, like Josh Allen, like we all we all when we talk about like KD and we're always like KD's the one player we always created. Lamar Jackson's curriculum uh the player we always were created. Y'all. Yeah. Josh Allen is one of these guys we always recreated and put in the game. The only thing is, when we made him on the game, you didn't make him white. He's white. <laughs> yeah. And white chocolate. We got to find some sort of nickname. White chocolate, white thunder, something. I don't got it on me right now, but I'm going to find something for you, Josh Allen, because you are a fucking white pit. Ooh. Yeah. Your dog, mm. man. He's a dog, a pit bull. White and running. Like, I, I, when I hear people, what did you say? Wait, 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 hold on. What'd you... <laughs> the great white pit, dog. The great white pit. Hey, GWP. Whip. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I, I don't know. We're going to find something for you. But when I was watching that game, the, in all seriousness, I was just like, I have not seen a guy run through people like this since the early days of Cam. So I have one warning because I believe Josh Allen is going to do everything that we think he's going to do and probably more because you can't fucking stop him. I'm sorry to admit this to the people. Go watch the tape. You cannot stop him. And he's got a guy playing receiver that you cannot stop either. So... They're going to be very tough to beat along with the defense when that plays very well. I just think that Josh Allen, I will say this. And for anybody that's listening, I will say this. We always talk about Cam Newton's done right now. Cam Newton's not playing anymore. 
Josh Allen, go watch when Cam Newton and Deion Jones collided with each other. Don't let that happen to you. Because at that moment, both the men were changed forever. So I will say this. We can be all happy and everything. And people are like, yo, what do you think about him running too much? And I know some Buffalo fans are like, fuck that, he'll be straight. Some Buffalo fans are like, nah, he need to chill out. Play your game, Josh Allen. But remember, man, sometimes it's more important to win the war than a couple battles, dog. You might need to get out of bounds or find a way to fall softly or something because like he's exa- he looks exactly like Cam Newton. I don't know about I don't know what the fuck y'all is looking at, but I, to me, he looks like Every year we ask, what can Cam Newton to better his game? This is it. The metamorphosis, the 2.0. The only thing that can stop him and that will stop him and he'll stop himself by doing this is when he's running down the field and he sees a guy in front of him and it's him in the end zone. Josh Allen's going to duck his head and try to get that truck. And that's what Cam Newton did. And that's why he's out now. So that's the fear I have. So until he does it, though, shit, rock on. Like, the Bills are going to have a blast, but it is scary. and It is something to worry about. It's not something to just be like, oh, whatever, that's just the way he plays. He's going to get fucked up. These are grown men having, like, car crashes at 20, like, almost feels like 22, 30 miles. These motherfuckers is crashing. So, like, he's going to get hurt if he keeps this up. But until he does, you got to play your game. But say, Josh, get out of bounds because I like watching it. But he for sure is a dog, like a fucking unchained pit in the back of the yard ain't had no motherfucking food motherfucking been eating tire rubber for about six seven days and you walk back there to go get your baseball this ain't the sandlot nigga it's called lunch and he eating Somebody that, that that was eating but ended up choking halfway through the atlanta God. falcons God. what's yeah. new Ooh, yeah. ooh, now he's ooh, and that's worse coming from you boogie because that's a i'm gonna miss mm, one to the yeah. gut yeah mm, one to the head yeah mm, another two to the gut that hurts more because boogie who's your team Thanks. Okay, so let me tell you exactly. Let me t- let me get into it. Happened as I was watching the game in the beginning. I'm thinking that we're gonna move the ball down the field. Boom! It's gonna be quick work, like it always is. So the opening, which probably we go ahead, we jump out, Taysom Hill, boom, runs to the end zone. I'm like, okay, so we're running the ball. And when they take the field, one thing I noticed is this: is that oh shit, Cordell Patterson is he's really running, bro. He's cash, bro. Cordell Patterson moved, is a football player, but continue. They moved that he moved that ball that entire down the field. That, that whole drive was all him. But one thing I noticed was that the offensive line play on the Saints end was shaky. The blitz that that they were sending was was confusing. Like it was confusing, confusing the offense, getting messing up the timing. It was very disruptive. But like most things, football is a is a game of adjustments, and that's why you have second half speeches and clipboards and markers and dry erase boards and all that other jazz. What happened around that time was this: and when I watched the game, I, I get very superstitious about certain things. So if I I was bouncing back and forth between that and the Voodoo, nigga. yeah the <laughs> Texas game. So what happened was at the second half. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I know we not gonna get into too much of that game. Y'all yeah. niggas tied. Boo. Go ahead. Yeah, but they tied. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that. But as I was watching the ticker, I start seeing they started coming back. I said, "Oh shit!" And it, and this was in the fourth quarter, and it was down by 16. And I was like, there's no way that the Saints come back and win this game. I said, there's no way. There's no way the Falcons blow this again. No way. Absolutely, positively, no way. So I get a notification on my phone that this game, uh, the Saints pull it. They're like within two. It's a two-point game. So I'm like, oh. You know what's about to happen. Yeah. Go ahead and tell it, Boogie. <laughs> so I go ahead. I, I, I'm like, okay, let me watch this shit. I got to watch it. 
So because you knew, I'm sorry. Because you knew, because you yeah. knew, you was like, "Yo, yeah. this is the Falcons. They about yeah. the Falcon hard." Yeah. I said, <laughs> if I could watch these motherfuckers collapse in this last minute, I said it would be great. So <laughs> I sat there. Did you, did you kick your legs up? But no, I gotta confess, dog. So whenever we hit our field goal, when Will Lutz, you know, nailed it, I was like, okay, good. That's fancy points. I'm glad. But whenever they ended up Marshawn Lattimore got a penalty called on him, I think it was like a late hit and they got a 15 yard penalty. That's when I got upset. I was like, dog, what the fuck? We had the game one. Now you basically giving it to him. But it was a 60 plus yarder. So I was still hoping that it would fall short or you'll go to the left or the right. And when Young Way Koo dropped back to hit that motherfucker and they blocked hey. that bitch, I ain't gonna lie, I was elated. I got up out of my, my seat and I jumped up. And then I quickly sat back down because I have a pinch sciatic nerve. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, like, oh, oh. Yeah. so I sat back down, but that was my theme of a, of week one, NFL week one. A lot of teams, it was it came down to second half adjustments. Yeah, you, I seen a lot of teams go in there, and a lot of teams that were favored to win, they or they get down big in the, in the first half, and then they fight back and they pull the game within close. Some teams they came back and pulled upsets. Some teams they feel short. The Detroit Lions they feel short by three. Oh man, yo yeah. Detroit, I'm sorry, I gotta give yeah. you one. Emotional yeah. damage. I'm sorry, cause I know that shit hurt. Cause y'all yeah. boys play hard in the bitch. And yeah. my bad. Right before we get started, I'm a back though, cause you know what I'm saying we gotta give another one to the Falcons. Y'all deserve it more than the Detroit Lions. Emotional damage. Cause y'all motherfuckers do that more than they do. Jesus Christ! If anybody can tell you how to lose a game, it is the Falcons. But continue, Boogie. In addition to their uh, their three and what is a twenty eight, there's a ten and twenty six thing going around. But yeah, Atlanta man, Falcons, uh, y'all deserve better. But you should have no, known, no, known no, how you're no, going. No, no, what we're not it's, gonna do is sit here and tell lives. They do not that. deserve better. They, they deserve exactly should, what they got. They should have known how their season was gonna go. <laughs> whenever they got that Andre from goddamn the ghost of from fucking power <laughs> to do your goddamn uh, hype video, okay. That shit was the worst. And I have nothing against Andre from Power. He played a great <laughs> character. But that song, obviously, brother, you just was like, you know what, man, I don't really care for this team. But this is a nice chick. And you know what? I'll take oh. it. And he basically gave you guys cent work on the dollar. And it's just, it was a terrible hype. I laughed at it. I seen it. I said, oh, you guys are not winning. Now, if you guys are doing this to purposely tank That man out. said after your hype video, he saw it and yeah. said, nah, yeah. you niggas is not winning. Yeah. Is this how you guys get live for the game? Yeah. Nah, we ain't it, losing to y'all. It was just like, you know, I was like, bro, nah, man, this is a rivalry game. And y'all got this soft, yeah, ATL, yeah, ATL, you got to ask yourself, it's like all the ATL artists that's out there, that's who you settle on. And it was so confusing. Is what is Gucci Man doing? I know Gucci. You're not fucking with the Falcons. Yeah, Gucci winner. You hear yeah. me? Gucci Man is a winner. He ain't got time to fuck with the Falcons. But you got you got hometown people that, that was Paul Wall still doing shit for the Houston Texans. That's okay. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Big Boy you know, probably got something for him. Yeah, you got Big Boy. Hell, what's Killer Mike doing? I'm pretty sure Killer Mike can put something together. Hell, Pastor Troy's not doing something. He can get up there and yell a couple Man. times. That's Troy you know, might get them niggas mind right. Yeah, you know, and that might be what they need. That nigga get out there and start screaming, yeah, yeah. nigga, hey, that yeah, nigga have you wanting to kill. 
Yeah, him a bone crusher. Somebody, some bring back the crunk era shit. Let's just go ahead. What's Lil John doing? Nah, yeah. that check probably gonna be too big. Yeah, no, Lil John check's gonna be entirely too big. Yeah, Lil John. Yeah. You, you, oh, but wait, wait, I'm sorry, I had to hit him over there with this one. You already know it's time for you niggas to learn something. If you're not listening, then you need to listen because I always hit y'all motherfuckers over the head with one of these. What do I call it? It's the motherfucking fact of the day or today in sports. Get you motherfucking head. So today in, the, in sports, in 1923, in his fourth heavyweight boxing title defense, Jack Dempsey recovers after being sent through the ropes to KO Argentine challenger Luis Furpo in the second round of the Polo Grounds in New York City. There you go, niggas. You learned something today. That's me, Russ. This is Sports Sushi, and that's the Today in Sports. All right. Continue. All right, so another thing that happened over the past, but two, two players fell short in their debuts of their new teams against their former teams. Heartbreak of Baker Mayfield after his... <laughs> I was wrong about this one too. So after his, his proclamation to fuck the Browns up, allegedly, the Browns end up fucking him up. Give us them, no, give us them. In the first half, he came. Yeah, because he. Came, I was gonna say we gotta give Baker his props. You did say he's gonna fuck him up, and you took that L. But to your credit, you had the lead, and your defense technically, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. got let them get in field goal range. But yeah. Boogie, what Boogie is saying is true. You said you was gonna fuck them up, and you didn't really fuck them up. You just yeah. came back. Yeah. I, I was hoping everybody loves to see you know a revenge story. I do, I do, and I I felt. Let's be honest, Boogie. We know that yeah. if Baker would have won that game, he would have been on ten, yeah. and we wanted to see yeah. how bad he was gonna shit on the Browns. Oh yeah, I want I wanted Mayhem May, Mayfield. Me too, me too. Yeah. I, Mayhem, yeah, Mayhem Mayfield, bro. Like you better yeah. have your insurance because yeah. he's coming. That's the one that I wanted. But yeah, man, I'm still I still want to see Baker. Actually, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think that that he's above average guy to me. That, I think he's what we're talking about in the last segment when we were talking about can you be a franchise QB and not be the best yeah, like the thrower team. of the ball or the best talented, but can you win games? He didn't lose his team that game. They actually played pretty well. I just think that they had a he had a first half, we threw a pick. I think his emotions were running high. We should have known that, though, at Baker. But Baker looked to me like a guy that knew. I knew my emotions were going to run high. I knew I had an opportunity where I might fuck up. But I'm me, so I know how to rebound from my fuck up. So we're going to be good. But I think that he just got the NFL game. And sometimes when you leave it to chance like that, you get the short end of the sticks. But I don't feel like it's like a on either side a reason to be like, huh, huh, like, I do think that it's fuck Cleveland on this end because, like, I know you had to get Deshaun Watson. He's better, but, like, you wasn't shit before Baker. Like, that nigga took you off the streets. He cleaned you up, gave you a place, had you, got your house nice, got you, got paid the bills on it so you can keep it, added additions to it, got it bigger, had people paying attention. And the moment that you was out there looking nice in the streets and a pretty Watson came up to you, you kicked him to the curb. So, yeah, I hope that Cleveland goes back down to shit. They won't because Deshaun Watson cold and a bitch. But they did Baker dirty. So, I mean, it was I, I didn't want to see him lose that game. I'm not really a fan of either. He's an Oklahoma dude, but I'm not really a fan of his. Like, to be like, oh, Baker, I love you. Love to have you on the show. We can talk some shit about some people. But I'm not like a Baker or die type dude. But I did want to see him win that game. So, it's ah to see him lose because they did. Like, Cleveland, you wasn't shit before him. Yeah. 
All right, another guy that faced off his former team, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, took on the the Cavaliers. I'm sorry, the Cavaliers were better before they had LeBron James than the Cleveland Browns were before they had Baker Mayfield. Square business. Go ahead, though. That's true. That's definitely true. All right, Baker Mayfield, not Baker Mayfield, uh, Russell Wilson falls short. And now as reports come out, if you haven't watched the game, it came down to a field goal, controversial call for some. But head coach, I haven't even learned his name. His name. No, his name, his last name is Hackett. And let me tell you something about this guy. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. He's a piece of shit. I'm not going to lie. Mr. Hackett, let's just start from the beginning. Sir, sir, you have Russell Wilson. Number one. You paid him a quarter of a billion dollars. Number two, you're playing against Seattle. That's his second team. That's his old team. He used to play there. You know what I mean? Like, it means something to him. Russell Wilson's going to put on the straight face during the game, but we all know what kind of guy Russell Wilson is pretty much on the football field. Not talking about him personally, but on the football field. He's a guy that wants to go out there and get that shit done and look at you and smile and say, I beat you. And you took that opportunity. Number three, you took that opportunity away from him. You didn't even put him out there. We could talk about the fact that he had 300-plus yards passing. He got your team into the red zone multiple times. I believe two times you had a fumble or a turnover of some sort. I believe it was two fumbles. You, you get all of these mistakes that aren't his fault. Yet and still, you get a chance at the end with him with the ball in his hand. Fourth and five. Mind you, the play before... This and I'm and this, I just may be this may just be me. Y'all may just be like Russell, you're just thinking about the wrong things or you're focused on something insignificant. But the play before was third and 14. He throws a dump off pass that gets you nine yards. Now, most people say well, he just threw a dump off pass, but to me, with us talking about how good Russell Wilson is, he looked, scanned the field, saw his progressions, and said. Okay, I could for I could try to get a pass in to one of these guys. I believe Jerry Judy might have been open, but I can get a pass to one of these guys, or I could give it to Williams in open space. And I know he's gonna do something with it, which is great decision making. And on top of that, he's going for nine. He does that play because he thinks he's gonna get another shot. Like I know it's game one, and I'm not trying to say that their season is over, but God, with a T, damn! Hackett, what are you doing? And then fourth, fifth, I don't know what number I'm on at this point, but shit, dude, you apologized? Why are you apologizing? It makes no sense to me. Like, how did you get a head coaching job? Yeah, I feel like this. At the very least, Russ played there the bulk of his career. Give him the chance. If anybody on your team should be immune to the sound or used to it, it should be Russell. Fourth and five, I would definitely take my chances with Russell Wilson. Underneath, underneath center. His legs still work. He can still get you at least five. But he fell short. I had him on fantasy, and I needed him to put up two touchdowns. But uh, he just he only gave me the one. But, hey, we all can't be winners, and uh, I was a loser that week. And thanks to Russell Wilson, I blame you. But- no, you I, it happens, but I think I wasn't really mad. I wasn't really mad at Russell Wilson. Like, I was just like, why the fuck would you, would you not give him a chance? Fourth, fourth and five? Like, it's Russell Wilson. I just, it's just a decision that's made that's just so... And then when he came out and said, like, 46 was our mark. Like, what? Who, who in the... Who in your little... When y'all had your coach meeting, who was like, yeah, so when we get to the 46, even though nobody's fucking made this kick in years and years, it's 64 fucking yards, we're not in Denver, 
where the altitude helps, that's going to be a, who agrees to that? Boogie, if me and you are in a coaches meeting and we're having a game plan meeting, I look at you in the eye and I say, Boogie, all right, man, we got a kicker that might, not really likely, but he might be able to make it from 64. So if we get in a situation where it's a minute left and we let the clock run all the way down to 20 seconds on our fault, we're going to force the kicker out there to kick this kick. You look at me, what the fuck is wrong with you? We have Russell Wilson. If you poll a hundred fucking people, hindsight does not mean anything right now. If you poll a hundred people before and after that game and say if you have five yard, fourth and five, or a 64-yard kick, and your quarterback is Russell Wilson, what are you going to do? They don't even fucking know the other players they're going to say go for it. He was the only guy in America, literally. He was the only guy in the fucking United States of America that said, I'm not going to give Russell Wilson this ball in a place he used to fuck in a place he used to fuck with, heavy, because he used to play here. Like you said, he's used to the noise. He's used to that. Like, he's thriving off of that. I think if you give Russell Wilson the ball back and let him try to make a play, not only does he get five yards, y'all might go fucking score a touchdown because that's just his type of shit. And if you listen to the game, earlier in the game, the announcers, what's his name, Joe and Troy, they were talking about even though they were down, this is what he does. This is, And we all know that this is what Russell Wilson does. This is his shit. Like, when he has a game within seven one score game and it's just teetering and it looks like nobody can do shit that's his shit like i gotta give it to him that's you gonna moon ball on your ass dubs and what did this coach do he took out his best i'm sorry bro he took out his best let me put the scene out for you just it's the fourth quarter there's a minute left in the game i need a bucket bad we're down two it's a basketball game we're down two i'm out there I look across the floor and I say, yo, yo, Michael, you look thirsty, bro. You want to come take a seat? All right, cool. We're going to draw this bitch up for Pip. No, nigga. No, you don't do that. I wish someone was there to slap him on his nose like a dog. No, hack it. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. That was the dumbest shit ever. Nah, they didn't test him. They didn't test him. Test that nigga. Test, test him. Was this thing? I don't know. That might have been the worst of regular season decision I've ever seen. Just with everything at everything at your set another scene. You sitting at the table. Someone walks into the bar. They say, I'ma kill you. There's a knife, a feather, and a gun in front of you. The gun is Russell Wilson. The feather is the kicker. You picked up the feather and said, Do your worst. Nigga, what? Come on, bro. Like this that is the worst. Oh, and they were like, and then I'm oh. We can, there's levels to this. There's so much stupidity in this situation that I found that people didn't even talk about because people were just glossing over the fact, well, it's his first time that he's the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Obviously, he can't do both, people. This whole, the game came at him fast. No shit, it came at him fast. He can't do two things at one time. Motherfucker need to choose. Yes, like whoever made that decision, and I know he got to run Walmart, but Sam or Sam's son, whatever your name is, bro. Your coach don't need to be calling, like, the offensive coordinator, and he might be able to call plays, but he don't need to be the OC and the head coach. You got to delegate that, bro. You got to delegate that, man, because that man just showed you when the going gets tough and the shit get real crazy, he going to be standing in that bitch like Mr. Krabs. Oh, kicker. And then to make that choice, like, your back's against the wall. You don't know what to do. You're over there, like, panicking, and you go, kicker. Nigga, no, 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 that is not what you do. Yeah, bad hack it.
I'll say this, man. I he had a brain fart, definitely at one of the very least. But as one of my Look, coaches, he had a brain diarrhea, a brain my, shit. It oozed one, all everywhere in his pants. One of my coaches, he has always told me. He said, "Man, look, you got to keep it simple, stupid. So <laughs> keep it divine, hack it next time, man. Just trust your gut and keep that shit simple." All but, right, but, so but I will say this though. I will say this. I did shit on Hackett for a while, but I will say Russell Wilson. You need to turn, look at your coach, and say, oh, fuck no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, we're on Monday Night Football. I Before, am back in Seattle. We are not doing that, my nigga. We know, are not kicking a 64-yard field goal. I'm but, going to win this game. Before we move, move on, just, I heard the uh, Richard Sherman uh, podcast and where he talked about this, and he says that he was like, you look at Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers or your Drew Breeses of the world. He said anybody else in that situation had the power to call that timeout. He was like, Russell does not have that power unless it's coming from the sideline. I mean, but, I do you really, do you, but do you really think that because at the same time we say that, but Russell Wilson has never shown that. You know what I'm saying? And not to say he doesn't have it, but, like, he's never shown that. So do you really think in all of your heart, if he would have turned around and said, no, like, I'm not doing this shit. I just left this other fucking team because they did shit like this. Like, I'm not doing this, bro. I'm going to call this play and win this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would I'm, say this. I've seen quarterbacks yell at their sideline and scream at their coaches, stay the fuck on the sideline. I've seen it. I've seen them do it. Yeah, 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 I'm saying. I'm just saying we didn't see that. And I'll say this before we move on. As Russell Wilson giving your resume with fourth quarter game-winning drives. Bro, clutch as fuck. Yeah, he kind of the right to do that. And to his point, though, when you are that clutch, when you are that clutch of a quarterback, at some point, you get tired of, like, saying it. So, like, he look at the same time, his demeanor, y'all do what the fuck y'all want to do. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, like, at the same time, like, we gave him 250 His He's demeaning. Y'all gave me $250 million. Y'all want to kick a fucking field goal? Where's the KD? Y'all know who I am. Yeah. Like, this shit's what I do. But if you want to kick a field goal, fucking kick it. And they miss, and he's, fuck it, whatever. Like, I think at a certain point, Russ gets that gets to that point, too, where he's, like, I'm not fitting to, like, scream and yell at y'all, but you know what the deal is. You know who the fuck I am. You know what the fuck I do. Everybody in America is sitting here like, why didn't y'all let him do it? Like, I don't know. I just think that's just, uh, the coach, don't do that again. That's all. I guess that's all. I got to talk to him like a toddler. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. That should not be what you do. If you got Matt Corral or a rookie or you got a guy that you're not sure of playing quarterback next week, the Cowboys might do that. They got Cooper Rush. That we do, we do that with Cooper Rush. You attempt a sixty-four yard field goal with Cooper Rush because you don't know what the fuck gonna happen when you say "huh." But you got Russell Wilson. You don't do that, man. All right, moving on. All right, so we're gonna move on to uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Dallas Cowboys game, late Sunday night game. Tampa Bay uh, came out with the win, but that's not the highlight of the game. The highlight of the game to me was the uh, Parsons and Leonard Fournette exchange, and I and me being I played defensive defense when I played the football and. I always side with the defensive player. But just to give you guys, if you didn't know, what happened was a sports media tweeted a clip of Leonard Fournette taking the chip block on Michael Parsons and then putting him on his his backside. Oh, he knocked him on his ass. He knocked yeah. him on his ass. The man hit the roadblocks death sound after he yeah. got hit. That man was... Yeah, so Michael Parsons... <laughs> he, so... Yeah. Yeah. he felt it in his soul. I mean, hey, yeah. go so, ahead. So it went viral, and Michael Parsons, he commented on it saying that he wasn't... It was some, he, 
quote was some pussy ass shit and that they should look at another play that where he dominated them. And Blender Ford replied back with the Jordan crying film. But she was priceless. Yeah. And how I looked at it was this. It was like, this is football, man. Emotions run high. People are competitive, man. And the, the shit talking is just a part of it. I've seen some people were saying that. He you know, caught him slipping, man. Like, it like, is look, what it is. Like, I'm a fan look, of the Cowboys, but Micah got caught slipping you know, and was mad well, about it because yeah, he was killing. Yeah, and he got thing, caught slipping. Yeah, he got caught slipping. But all Leonard Fournette was doing was his job. That was his no, job. No, for real. That's what he's supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, you come in. He, whoever it was supposed he to be. He didn't go low. He didn't yeah. go low. He didn't do he anything stayed, dirty. He, he yeah, didn't do anything cool. dirty. He came up and he said, you Yo. out here kicking Tristan Worth's ass. Yeah. So I got to help out because yeah. Tom Brady, 45, and you can't be out, like, yeah. you can't be out here hitting him. So, like, and, and I'm I, a chip. I, and I want to say, like, earlier, if I wasn't mistaken, because I, I had to do some shit around the house, I did see a play where Michael Parsons sacked Tom Brady where, you know, he had the ankle and he did the gator roll. You know how they do the little gator roll shit. Yeah, but was, you got to do the gator roll, though. Yeah, you do. But I was like, as I said, I, and what flashed back in my head was our show last week where you was like, Tom Brady better watch out for the Penn State quarterback. Bro, I'm linebacker. just saying. And he was yeah. getting back there. But yeah. as far as the gator roll is concerned, that's one of those. I don't believe it's dirty when that's the defender. Dirty. when the. No, well, it's, I, it's well, I'm just saying, I don't believe any of these types of tackles where the defender makes you make a decision are dirty. You have it. It's football. Make yeah. a decision. You want to be a tough guy or you want to lose an ankle? You want to be a tough guy or you want to end up on a stretcher right now? You want to be a tough guy or you want me to hit you so hard that you fucking piss blood for the next six days? Make your choice. You know what I'm saying? It's football. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I said, he didn't go for the knees. He didn't go for the legs. And yeah. Michael Parsons was whooping the fuck out of that line. Like he was getting to the quarterback. So what are they supposed to do? You got to expect some resistance. Michael like, Parsons, I'm saying, like, that's literally like when Devin Booker was mad about double team. What did you expect? Yeah, like you killing like, us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? They, like, you can't, like, how would you look at it if Zion's killing in the paint one day, dunking on people one game, and he comes out and they start doubling and he gets mad? And I'm, I'm, y'all got to take that out the game. No, nigga, you're nice. We're going to put two guys on you. Pass yeah, yeah. the ball. Make somebody yeah, else score. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Be flattered. <laughs> be flattered. Yeah, and as a Cowboy fan, I'm glad that they had to do that yeah. because our defense was balling, unlike yeah. the other side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. All right, that was the other the other thing that we were going to get into. For that, just let yeah. me know when you're ready for the. All right, so it. you you know what happened, Dak Prescott. I don't want to say this but before you start. This injury is very similar to whenever Drew Brees injured his his hand. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was the year after they got that uh, the no call, the infamous no call. They played the L.A. Rams in L.A. Drew Brees dropped backs. Throws ball, pass, hits Aaron Donald, I think his helmet, maybe, or hand. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, tears ligament. Now, Drew Brees at the time was old as shit, like he was in his 40s or something like that. So it took him, I want to say, six weeks to recover and come back. Yeah, because Teddy Bridgewater played very well against the Cowboys, I believe, and beat us. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater played well. Did he beat us? Yeah, he played good throughout that stretch, but the thing is this is that Dak is a young man. He's way younger. I think he does heal in a shorter amount of time. So I think that the Cowboys do have to hold on for about four four weeks. I don't think it's going to be this the full six. I don't think it's going to definitely not be the eight. I think he's realistically looking at about four, five weeks tops. But I'm sorry, I would defer to you, Russell. All right. Look, Dak, all I'm going to say is, man, Look, I'm not going to try to get on you too much. Okay, let's start from the... <clears throat> Shit. 
right, no, no. Dak, my man, bro, you got out of the stadium faster with that injury like you heard the Taco Bell ding song or something. You had to go get you one right quick. He was out of that bitch. I did not like that part about it, but this is a more important part to this. Just for a moment, Dallas Cowboy fans, I need you to listen to me. Put the camera on me. Put your eyes on me. Put the spotlight on me. Make it motherfucking hot. Because what I got to say is the only way that we're going to fix ourselves and the only way the Cowboys are going to win. You got to pop them pockets, bro. We have got to stop. Like, I haven't purchased Cowboy shit in 10 years, y'all. It's been a decade before I bought a hat, a shirt, a glove, a backpack, a lighter, a pencil, anything with their memorabilia. I don't purchase none of that shit, bro. Because this team is not interested in fucking winning football games. They're interested in making money, which is a good thing. Unless you're not, unless your last name is not fucking Jones, because we're not seeing none of this shit. Jerry Jones did not make the Cowboys the most popular team in the fuck America. The fans did, because we yell and scream, and we always talk about the motherfucker so much that no one else can get a word out. Jerry Jones did not make these dudes the most popular team and make them the team that everybody loves and or hates. Actually, besides the fans, the players did that shit. Like, Jerry did not do that shit. This team, everybody, if you want the team to be better, you need to stop going to games. Don't sell your tickets. Just don't go. Because you would waste your money going anyways because them niggas going to lose. You know what I'm talking about? They are not interested in doing anything but going out there, putting on some throwed-ass jerseys, looking fly for y'all, and going out there and losing. You know what I'm saying? Dallas Cowboys are losers. They are not finna do anything positive for you. So you should not take any of your money. Go buy some weed with that shit. Go buy some beer with that shit. Go take your girl out to the movies. Go take your girl out to get something to eat. Do not spend any fucking money on the Dallas Cowboys. Because going in there and rooting, booing, and all that other shit is not going to fucking work. We have an offensive coordinator that in the first game of the season, this nigga was doing verses. Like, come on, bro. You can't go out in the first. You don't need a reverse in the first game of the season. Nobody knows your fucking plays. They ain't got no film. You ain't got to trick nobody. Nobody has no reason. that do, You have no reason to do none of that. Like, you got a quarterback that you just paid $60 million to, but you ain't give him shit. Who is he throwing to? Again, you got C.D. Lamb, but you can bracket him. He's young. That shit's easy. You drafted a guy in Jalen Tobit. We feel good about him. That motherfucker's not starting. A guy that went to Judson is starting. You know what Judson is? It's in San Antonio. I used to live across the street. Yeah. Right by the right, right off 78, right by the motherfucking Valero. You yeah. guess, man? Like, and his last name is Houston. He's from San Antonio. M- much love to you, my brother. I hope you do great. But you are not what we need. Like I told y'all earlier, it's about getting guys that can get open in the NFL. As a Dallas Cowboy fan, this is more of the same. Like, it's not so much that I'm, like, I don't even too much get mad at the players. Like, and honestly, I tell fans, don't get mad at the players. Ex- Steven, Jerry, blame them. Like, them two, like, it's been 26 fucking, it's really, honestly, it's been 30 years since the other dynasty started. 9-2. You know what I'm saying? And I was alive for that. I was young, but I was alive. I actually remember 9-5. A little bit of 9-3. But that's not important. You know what I'm saying? What's important is y'all need to listen to me. Do not root. Like, you can root for the team in silent, but don't spend no more cash on this squad, bro. Don't do anything else to show positivity, positive vibes, good nature towards this squad because it's not going to end in anything but heartbreak and desire. The fucking Dallas Cowboys will lead you a fucking stray. And I am a fan. I am from the fucking city. Let me tell you, don't do anything else that has to do to this team. Like, because they will not get better. 
Like they have a GM and an owner who is the same guy who don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like at what point do you look at yourself as a man and wake up in the morning and say, I've been doing the same thing for 30 years and the shit's not working. It worked about four or five years and I fired the guy because he got more popular than me that made it work. Like it's ridiculous, bro. And then the deck, like, bro, I guess. My nigga, you hurt again. At some point, it gets to a point to be like, this season wasn't good, but my ankle fell off. This season's not going to be good because my thumb broke. Nigga, it's always something. Like, it's always something, dog. Like, exactly. If I was the Dallas Cowboys, I would tank and go get Bryce. Fuck this nigga, Dak. Trade him to whoever is desperate enough to go take him. Chris, you're listening. I told you. I would get rid of him in a second for Lamar Jackson, bro. You know why? Because that is what we got. Lamar Jackson has a tight end. And n- name another receiver that scares you on that team. You might say Duvernay now. Why? Because Lamar Jackson made him look nice. He made Bateman look nice. You know what I'm saying? Dak don't make nobody else better. And his team's not interested in surrounding him with talent. Like, it's, it's like the blind leading the deaf, bro. Like, it's not fitting to work. One can't hear and one can't see. We're not going nowhere. So where we going to be? dead you know what i'm talking about like that and that's what the cowboys are dead it's the same thing over and over and with the injury he was supposed to be out six to eight weeks and now jerry's oh he's gonna be back and forth to boogie's point you saw what happened to to, to drew Brees. can is dak anywhere near drew Brees? no the fuck out of here he's not you know what i'm saying dak is the black tim tebow you need to surround and he can throw a little bit better you need to surround him with talent, people be like, Russell, you're going overboard. No, I'm fucking not. Name to me when Dak has thrown guys open. I'll fucking wait. He don't. Like, he doesn't. He protects his QBR and his passing stat because if he doesn't have a direct line of sight to pass the ball to somebody, he throws it in the dirt. It's not because it's inaccurate. It's because he doesn't want to throw a pick. And because he can't see it, the defense, he can't see the defense in his pre-reads. And he was like, Russell, you talking shit about the dude. No, I'm just telling the fucking truth. I've watched him the entire time. This shit is terrible. Like, it is terrible. As a fan, I'll be honest, the smart Cowboy fans that know what we have, we weren't excited for the team. We're excited for football. We know the team should be able to produce something for us and get to a certain point in the playoffs. This team should be able to get to an NFC championship. Your division's weak. The other teams aren't very good. You got one team that's contending, and they can be had. But you're not going to do it because not just because Dak's not good enough. I'm not just going to shit on this because the owner and the GM, same guy, same first name, same last name. His son helps him. His son's a fucking idiot, too. Like, they are driving this team into the ground, and there's nothing that you can do to stop it except for one thing, Cowboys fans. Pop them pockets jerry jones understands one thing and that is if that stadium is not full don't sell your tickets because if it's full with other opposing fans he will get irritated but he won't do shit you gotta literally go out there and just totally look at this team and say nah nah micah you're nice the defense y'all are put together the defense y'all are professional y'all are fucking awesome but the offense this shit is childish this shit is fucking child. Oh, yeah. And Kellen Moore, I'm sorry. I named everybody. Let's not. I'm not just going to let people be out here and be like, OC. No, Kellen Moore is your name. And you're fucking trash, bro. You are horrible as a play caller. You can draw them up. Like, you can draw up plays that'll work at various, like, times. But you are not the guy to call them. 
you are not the guy to call him. You you are the last guy to call play. You call plays like I call plays on Madden, and guess what? I'm not that good, bro. Like, I throw a lot of interceptions, and I have an offense that doesn't move, and yours looks like mine. They need to get that nigga off the sticks ASAP because Kellen Moore is possibly the worst play caller in the NFL right now. And if anybody says I'm crazy, go look at the last couple years that he's been the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, and you tell me. Like, yes, Dak is is very fucking talented, but the guy calling plays, man, look, there's a phrase we're not supposed to use, and that nigga damn retarded. When it comes to this play calling shit, he's not there, bro. He's a boggled brain. Like, it's horrible. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. This shit hurt. I understand. But while Russ is reflecting in his... Uh... And, it didn't, and it didn't hurt from a standpoint of, I'm a fan. Ah, it hurt from a standpoint of, I don't like to see teams I root for look like the fucking idiots out there. Like, the Cowboys are sitting there, like, pumping their fists. We got a team. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Somebody else, another team in the same conference that that historically has a team, but uh, is looking like they they might be in the same boat. I'll give my thoughts on that. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they came out extremely flat against the Minnesota Vikings. Some people you know who that. didn't come out flat? Justin Jefferson. That motherfucker Justin Jefferson was out there like an AR-15, nigga. Just, ah, ah, touchdown, 50-yard gain, 20-yard gain on your ass daily. Sorry, I had to. Justin Jefferson was fucking yeah. crazy that day. He was automatic. He was definitely. He's on automatic. my fantasy team, by the way. Woo! Aaron was looking like that without a, without a fucking bunch of guys that catch the ball. Yeah. And by the way, first play drawn up to perfection. Their offensive coordinator in Green Bay doesn't suck shit. Their receivers just can't catch the ball, as we saw on that deep route that they called in the dip 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 drops, nigga. Yeah, yeah, man. I remember Aaron Rodgers had a similar start like this a couple of years ago. And he had the infamous interview where he just told everybody, he said, hey, relax. I feel that. And that is what I'm feeling like right now whenever I seen it. I was like, all right, week one, got a bunch of new guys. Aaron got to to figure out who can do what and and get a rapport. But some people, man, they feel this is the blood in the water, the chink in the armor, the first first sign of, of, of the of Rogers falling off. I really see it as him falling off. Who's he throwing to? People like people That's- are like, oh, people are like, oh, look at you now. You don't have you don't have Devonta Adams. No shit. Like yeah. yesterday, yes, last year I came to this fight with a machine gun. This year I came here and I got a butter knife, my nigga. Nah, I'm gonna die, bro. It's not gonna go well for me. I'm sorry. And it's like, like Devonte went to a team and he still has a comfortable quarterback. Like even though they lost their game on Sunday, you saw Devonte still. Devonte and Carr can't get him the ball. So it's it's one of those where it's just like the, the these GMs that put their players in these situations, it's almost like they do it in spite, bro. Like you, it's almost like. You could, and we all live in we all live in reality. We live in society, and we know how people be out here thinking. And it is almost like, oh, you think you super nigga? Well, shit, what the fuck you gonna do out here with uh, with these guys? And since, since you out here getting high on your off time, we, yo, you ain't got your best receiver. What you gonna do with this? Cause we gonna be here. You not your your career gonna end. We gonna be here. You not. So what you gonna do with this? You know what I'm saying? On the other hand, and on Dak's side, we paid you sixty million dollars. So I'm not paying a receiver. Such and such. You know what I'm saying? Allen Robinson should not be a fucking Ram. Allen Robinson should play for the Dallas Cowboys. The Rams don't fucking need Allen Robinson. He got two fucking passes. Von Miller should not be a Buffalo Bill. He should be a Dallas Cowboys. Stephen Jones, fucking Stephen Jones is cheap and a bitch, bro. 
right. So bottom line, uh, when it comes to oh, you know, I don't like. I'm sorry. I just do not like that guy. Like right. my team right. can win, lose, and all everything else, but Stephen Jones, I don't like you. Unless all you right. want to come on the show, then I like you. Right. You're cool. All right. Bottom line is overreaction, or you do you need to do people need to relax with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Oh, I think that I think it's some. Ooh. No, I think that you have a right to overreact because in the past he tells you, oh, relax, and you look at his weapons and you say, all right, I see it. I can see Aaron Rodgers making these guys better. But if you were to ask me to bet on it, nah. Because it's almost like Aaron Rodgers, this has nothing to do with you. You're nice, you're nice as hell. But we're asking you to do this for some other guys. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I don't know if those other guys are ready. I th- we'll know for sure by like week four. But right now, I don't think it's an overreaction for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think so. I think it's more of a like, we're looking and we're saying, those of us who don't have a vendetta against him, they're like, Aaron Rodgers sucks. Blah. Like those of us that are not like that, that are just like watching football, where we see a very good quarterback. No shade to you, my guy. But what the fuck else are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? It's like when Kobe played with Smush Parker. Like, my nigga Kobe, yeah, you're nice, my nigga, but you're not going to do anything with that guy. And you know it. You know what I'm saying? And so I think he knows it too. But that's the disservice done to him by his team. I feel like Aaron Rodgers and his his football operations, I think they beefing like a Cold War kind of silent beef. And you think you that good? Shit, we're going to put you out there with this. And I think they'll find a way to be... They're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to finish second in the division to the Vikings. But I do think they'll find a way to be a comparable opponent that you have to worry about. It's just... He just... he Like, you just ain't got the guys that he can... He can't fuck you up like that. You can't scheme him, but you can scheme them other guys. Uh, you can find a way to get those other guys out of there. I'm worried about him, man. I don't like how the Packers did him in terms of, like, how he can perform moving forward and just, and just like, how football works. Like, it's football's not hoops, bro. And we've seen niggas in hoops that have more to work with than Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's just, their defense is nice, but you saw what Justin Jefferson did to him. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is all work. But we but think just, about but think just, about I would we ain't finna go over this. We're not finna go over their schedule now, but just think about it. Like he went ham like that, and do we view the Vikings as a Super Bowl contender? No, no, no. and it's not like a shade. Like I think they have they're like like right underneath. You know what I'm saying? They're that that class right underneath. That like like how the like they they would be like the Bengals were last year to come out of nowhere. Like oh shit, they did it. You know what I'm saying? But. We don't see them as that. We see Justin Jefferson may be the best receiver in the league right now. You know what right. I'm saying? But at the same time, like how wide open he was. Like the Jack, I'm sorry. The Packers defense is not slouchy at all, bro. The, Jair Alexander is, I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn it. I'm forgetting some of their secondary players' names. Savage. Amos, like they don't have scrubs out there playing in their secondary. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have scrubs out there playing. Rashawn Gary is a good interior defense. They don't have their defense is nice. You know what I'm saying? So if I look at that team and I say, oh, their defense can be had, like I turn around and look at Aaron and I say, shit, bro. If he does it though, that he amazing. If he gets to the Super Bowl with this team, shit. Probably unlikely, but he is amazing. We got to go ahead and I'm going to move on before you uh, wrap up. Let's go ahead and give our uh, takeaways from week one. I already alluded to that. My takeaway, my theme that I got was that it's a lot of rusty motherfuckers. I'm going to say, can I say on top of that, you're right. It's a lot of rusty motherfuckers, but can I add, I think this was something that was likely to happen 
just because you added more games. Mm-hmm. And so once you added more games, that kind of made teams be like, we can really fill out the roster and figure out who needs to make the team with these four. If we lose a game or two in the beginning, we can rebound. And yeah, shout out to the Muffin Man. Saquon Barkley yeah. looked fucking amazing Sunday. Yes, I'm yes. going to get to that in a second. Yeah, Saquon looked good, very good. But I, I just got to say, my full takeaway was that it is guys that look like you got to go ahead and you, you're rusty. You're getting back into the swing of things. So, is, is, Let's to me, be honest. Kyler Murray, you look like you've been playing mad, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Look like yeah. you wasn't on the film. And look, I'm not going to lie. I know we assholes for taking that route. But shit, the door is open and jokes must be made. I am scared to see what the what the what the Cardinals look like when Call of Duty drop. Yeah. <laughs> that Call of yeah. Duty look live, nigga. And I know Call of Duty going to be sniping Castle. They got to clean that shit up. He going to be looking like he knows shit. Winning division, going to playoffs, don't look that good by now. Well, uh, and they on the sticks. But no, yeah. I, I, but, but no in all seriousness, I think they just hit a buzzsaw. Kansas City was just, they shut me up for now. I still don't think they're going to finish high in that division, and I do think they're going to finish third or fourth and miss the playoffs. But all right, call me crazy. All right, so Kansas City and uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are squaring up tomorrow. We're just going to go ahead and give our picks before we get out. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say I am going to go with Jay Erbo and the Chargers. See? Oh, I'm Chargers all day. If y'all haven't been listening to the show, like, after the Cowboys, like, Chargers are, yeah, no, I'm a Chargers fan, bro. And then this does, this is not just a this year thing. Like, I was a LaDainian Tomlinson fan. I was a Phillip Rivers fan. You, Boogie, know, I used to run around screaming Flip Mode Squad. Like, I love, like them. So, I've been on Team Chargers. I hope they do good this year because the Cowboys aren't. So, give me something to root for. Ain't that some shit, Boogie? The two teams I actually like in the NFL are the biggest chokers ever. One was a champion, and now they lay the biggest eggs and just don't give you anything to pray for. And then the Chargers give you so much to hope for, they let you down. But they have a lot of my favorite players on the team, so I think they're going to win the game. I just really – I don't think J.C. Jackson's playing, but on the football side of things, all jokes aside, like when you look at the fact that I have a Bosa and I have – a Mac, there's Anna Kenneth Murray and an Asante Samuel Jr. And people, I'm going to zoom into the mic real quick and I'm going to say this so everybody can hear it. Derwin James is Travis Kelsey's worst fucking nightmare. And I like Travis Kelsey. But if you go look at it and go look at the stats, guess what? Derwin James be covering the fuck out that boy. So I will say look for that, and it's early in the season. Derwin James does not have any injuries. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs offense is predicated on the fact that you can get Travis Kelsey open very quickly, get him going. You have to pay attention to him. The outside guys get going. Same thing they used to do with Tyreek. It's just the big players are gone. I think that when you have a guy like Derwin James, it's going to make that a lot tougher. Derwin James is really good at his job. So... I say watch out for that, but I do have the Chargers mainly because of Derwin James being able to keep Travis Kelsey under control and the fact that pass rush got, man, come on, boogie, bro. That pass rush is stupid. If you watched the game against the Raiders last week, there was nothing, there's nothing you can do when the Chargers pin their ears back and decide to go after you on both sides, there's nothing you can do because Khalil Mack's going to beat his guy and Joey Bo, I'm sorry, is it Joey or Nick? 
Joey. I always get him mixed up. Is, is it Joey or Nick that plays? I think Joey plays with the Chargers. Nick plays with the 49ers. You're right. Yes. Yeah, so my bad, Joey and Nick. I get y'all mixed up sometimes. But yeah, when Joey, when you got Joey on one side and you got Khalil on the other, like it gets nasty, man. It gets yeah. nasty. It get, it gets real nasty, bro. I do have the Chargers. What's the next game though? My bad. That was just the Thursday game that we got. And then we're just going to go ahead and I'll just talk about the one game we're looking forward next week and then closing it out. Going to wrap it up. So just give give us a week two must-see game. I mean, I could show bias and be like, yo, my Cowboys. <laughs> I want to see it. But no, no, nobody wants uh, to see a, a backup. Is it me a backup? No, I know. But that's, like, people, that's complete bullshit. Like, I'm not going to lie. I really want to see... The Saints and the Buccaneers is intriguing. There's a couple games, okay? So the Saints and the Buccaneers is really intriguing to me because you already know, Boogie, you're a Saints fan. That dynamic between the fact that Tom Brady just can't seem to beat these niggas in the regular season is amazing to me. So I want to see that. I'm also interested. It's not so much the game. Man, there's a couple, bro. I'm sorry. So let me go through. So I also want to see how Trey Lance rebounds in the San Francisco Seahawks game, but I also want to see how Geno plays because I was very, I watch a lot of college football. If y'all don't know, y'all hear me. I watch a shit ton of, I love, I like college football more than I like the pro football. So just a preference thing. So I want to see if Geno is able to sustain his good play moving forward. I want to see if Trey Lance can bounce back. Cardinals and Raiders is a good one. I want to see if the Cardinals can bounce back and if the Raiders can bounce back I love bounce back games but that's pretty much it on the blind side I guess you could say the Vikings and the Eagles that might be pretty interesting just because the Vikings and the Eagles are going to have two teams that are coming off really good victories two teams that we are expecting to see a lot from this season so those are a couple that I'm looking forward to and just for the fam's sake you got the Texans versus the Broncos so I know some I know a Broncos fan shout out Matt listener of the show and I know, you know what I'm saying, some Texas fans, Texans fans, Earl C. You already know Shotgun. I'd like to see them battle it out and see what that comes out. Oh, and you. I'm going Boogie and you. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up right now. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. It's been an episode of Sports Sushi. Please tune in next Wednesday. That is our new time, new schedule. If you're not tuning in live, you can tune in via the Twitter. The Twitter space, if you are tuning in Twitter and you would like to interact with us, hit that link in the bio, come through the Discord, and tune in with us 8 p.m. Central Standard Time every Wednesday. I am DJ Slow Boogie. You can find me on social media at DJ Slow Boogie with the I and the E, not a Y. Follow our Sports Sushi accounts, Sports Sushi, all one word for Twitter, Sports underscore Sushi for IG. Boy Sterling Furlow had to bounce out with us a little early. He has some technical difficulties, but he will be back. Yeah, he will be back next week. I think his is a furlough, and I think that's it. <laughs> I think yeah, it's Sterling yeah. Furlow. It, that is it. Yeah, how um, much you got, bro? I'm I'm R L Climb at R L Climb S P on Twitter at sportsplug.rust on the IG. Excuse me, as you already know, thank you guys for listening. The people that listen to pay ooh, listen that paid us their time. Listen now. Thank you so much. Those on the on the Apple Podcast and on the Spotify, we fuck with you heavy. Thank you so much. Those in the Twitter spaces, fuck with us. And as always, go people.